0: we love working with RSVP and RSVP volunteers. They work in our office, they help us with tutoring, they teach in our classes, Uh, so we're really grateful for the partnership that we have with RSVP.
1: Welcome to the newest RSVP Northern Virginia podcast. This is Rob Payne, Outreach and Marketing Specialist with RSVP, the region's largest volunteer program for folks 55 and better. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Amy Tristan of the Literacy Council of Northern Virginia. She's a volunteer and outreach coordinator. Amy, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks, Rob. It's great to be here.
1: Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about the Literacy Council of Northern Virginia, what its mission and goals are?
0: So the Literacy Council of Northern Virginia is actually Virginia's largest and oldest nonprofit literacy organization. So our mission is to teach adults the basic skills of reading, writing, speaking, and understanding English so that they can access employment and educational opportunities and be more fully and equitably um, participating in our community. So we have programs all over Northern Virginia. Uh, We're active in Alexandria, Arlington, Fairfax County. Uh, We even have classes in Western Fairfax County in Herndon, Chantilly, and Centerville.
1: If somebody out there is interested in being uh, helped by Literacy Council, how would they go about doing that? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so we really focus on the beginner level English language learners. Um, So we're working with students who speak English at a sixth grade level or below. Um, So we know that in the Northern Virginia area, um, there are about 100,000 individuals who have limited English proficiency. So we're really focused on that demographic. We know that literacy is really a survival skill. Um, That's something we talk a lot about. With literacy, um, you know, someone can get a job or get a better job. They can be more engaged in their children's education and their children's development. If they're not already a citizen, they can take steps to gain citizenship. And they can just be more active in their community. So that's really what we're focused on. And a lot of students will find out about the Literacy Council just through word of mouth. Maybe they know somebody who took a class with us. Uh, We also do a lot of outreach in the community. We'll go to different community centers and libraries Uh, will do some outreach just to spread the word that we have classes.
1: Now let's walk through the process of becoming a literacy council volunteer. Of course, the first thing, if you if if you're not a literacy council, if if uh, you call Carly and Carly will send you over to Amy. But but once that happens, just sort of walk us through that process and and maybe also talk about some of the qualifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, do people have to have a background in teaching? Do they have to go through any type of a security check or anything like that?
0: So really, the basic um, qualifications for our volunteers are that they're adults, they're over the age of eighteen, and they're fluent in English. Um, So they don't necessarily need to have any experience teaching English or a lot of experience in education or teaching. Um, So we'll provide training and all of that. So they just need to be an adult and they need to be fluent in English. Um, If anyone's interested in getting involved in our classroom program, uh, we have classes and tutoring opportunities for volunteers, they would take a day-long training. Um, So everyone who is interested in getting involved with us would take that same training. Um, It happens three times a year. So we have a training in the spring in January, another one in May and then another one in August. Okay. And all of our classes um, take place in public locations, libraries, senior centers, community centers, you know, places like that.
1: And as you, you mentioned earlier, those those centers are located all over, you think you had 15 of them, mm-hmm. they're located okay. all over Northern Virginia. So uh, one of the things that our volunteers enjoy is the proximity to different volunteer opportunities. With you all, that's the same case. I mean, it's very close.
0: Yes, yeah. If anyone's interested in volunteering with us, they would first come to an orientation and they can learn all about our programs and our students and everything that we have going on. Um, Then they would fill out an application. So that gives us more information about their interests and their experiences, uh, what they would like to do, where they live, what what might be close to them. Um, And then we work with them one on one to try to find a volunteer role that really matches their skill set and is a good fit for them.
1: What are your greatest volunteer needs currently?
0: we have a semester schedule so we have a spring semester which just started a few weeks ago and it will run through mid-may then we'll have another semester in the summer which runs from June through July and then a fall semester Um, so we're a few weeks into our spring semester right now um, and we do need a few more class aides in various classes um, particularly the classes that are in western Fairfax County the ones that are in Herndon, Chantilly, and Centerville it'd be great to find some more volunteers to work there Um, but also we're always looking for more office volunteers Uh, we can use volunteers in our office to do things like prepare. Prepare materials, call students, um, sort things, you know, stuff like that, do some data entry. Um, So that's the kind of opportunity that someone could always just sort of jump into. And the training for that is really just on the job training.
1: Could you give us a little more details, Amy, on the volunteer roles and sort of what those entail?
0: Sure. So in our classroom program, we have teachers. Class aides and tutors. So, our teachers are the ones who are leading instruction in our classes, and those classes are meeting two to three times a week for two hours. Um, And then our class aides are assisting those class teachers in the classroom. So, they're working with learners in small groups or maybe one on one, answering their questions and sort of making sure that they are supported in the classroom. Um, Our tutors are working with learners, you know, one to two times a week as well. Um, Tutoring usually happens right before class or right after class, and it's really just an opportunity for learners to get. Get some extra help with what they're learning in class if they had questions or need some clarification. Um, and then we also have assessment specialists. So those assessment specialists or testers, as we call them, they'll go through a day-long training on how to administer the nationally recognized Best Plus 2.0 test. So it's an oral proficiency test. Um, and so once they take that training and they are certified testers, they can do testing at the beginning of the semester during registration to try to find out where our students will you know fit into our program. And then they'll do more testing at the end of the semester to measure the progress that our students have made. Um, so that's a fairly flexible um, volunteer role as well. Um, we also have student advisors. So those student advisors will meet with students, talk to them about their goals, and make sure that they're aware of all of our different programs. Um, and then also give them information about where they might go next. If that next step is some job training or further studying, they'll kind of encourage them to continue learning and continue growing. We have outreach volunteers who go to different events and represent LCNV, which is always wonderful. Um, we have volunteers who um, help us at special events. Um, we have a recognition ceremony that happens every June. Um, but then throughout the year, we also have other events, like um, a national a naturalization ceremony, which will happen at the James Lee Community Center a few times a year. Um, so things like that. There's a lot of different ways to serve, a lot of different volunteer roles. Um, but we really do our best to train and equip volunteers to serve where they would like to go. So, if someone is also looking for a volunteer opportunity that doesn't involve a longer commitment, we would love to talk to those volunteers about maybe helping out in our office here and there um, or whenever they have, you know, a spare hour or two. You know, we always have different projects that volunteers could help with so it's not necessary to make a full you know commitment for a full semester you know if you have a little bit of time that you'd like to share with us you're welcome to do that Um, or if you have some skills um, like photography or um, if you're good at web design or things like that you know we can always use skills like that I think that's true of any nonprofit. if someone is willing to share some of those skills with us Um, if you enjoy baking things for special events or training you know that's another way that somebody could help us out
1: you mentioned the naturalization ceremony. That must be really gratifying for the volunteers who've worked with these folks when, when they get to that point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have students who are uh, taking our classes because they want to improve their English so that they can grow in their careers, so they can get a better job. Um, and so that's always exciting when students come back to us and they tell us that they got a promotion um, or that they had a conversation with their boss or a customer. And you know, several months pr- before that, they weren't able to do that. So that's always really exciting to hear those stories. Uh, we also hear from parents who are part of our family learning program, and they are able to help their children with homework. And that was something that they previously struggled to do. Um, So now they're learning parts of speech, they're learning English grammar, and then they can help their children who are also learning those things in school. Um, So that's always really satisfying. That's
1: that's fantastic. Now, if if someone comes in and starts volunteering with a particular student, especially on the Mm one-on-one, is that... A long-term situation, or do you move people in and out? I, I mean, it, do do people usually get to see that transformation from not being able to to to, to read English or speak English? To, to, to being able to do that or do, are they moved around the different people? How does that work?
0: Yeah, so our volunteers will often commit for a semester. So they'll be with those students for a full 12-week, 14-week mm-hmm. semester. Um, but we always encourage volunteers to come back for okay. you know, additional semesters mm-hmm. and those students will often come back. I think it's okay. really great when students see a familiar face and they enjoy working with these volunteers mm-hmm. so much. So volunteers really do have an opportunity to see students you know, start their journey and then they can walk with them through our program um, and see them kind of graduate and, and go on to other things is, is there an
1: average amount of time that I, I mean I'm sure it differs to some degree but on, on the average is there a typical length of time it takes to teach teach somebody English
0: it really depends I think on um, how much English language um, a student comes to us with. You know how much experience they've already had with the language, um, how much they're able to study, and, and things like that. So I'd say that most of our students will take you know maybe two or three semesters with us. Um, it's great if they can stay with us longer, um, but I think it just kind of depends on you know where they are in life and yeah. how much the time they're able to devote to English at that point, um, and how much they can study and continue learning.
1: Your students come from 95 different countries. Is that correct? Yes. How many different languages do you think?
0: Yeah. So they speak 52 different languages. Um, So... You know, they come from all over the world, and they've had a wide range of experiences. Um, some of our students come to us with master's degrees from their home country. Um, so they might be nurses or architects or engineers in their home country, and they want to come to the U.S. and continue right. working in those fields, but they need to learn English first. Sure. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we have some students who have never really been to school before. Um, so they may be mostly illiterate in their native language. Um, so what they all have in common is that they speak English at a sixth grade level or both low. And our classes are really kind of an immersion experience because, you know, we have students from all over the world who are in class together. They're all trying to learn English together. Um, our teachers are speaking to them in English. Um, and so in order to communicate with each other, they what they have in common is English. That's the language that they have in common. Um, so it's a really beautiful classroom setting where you have people from all over the world, you know, from all these different experiences, all of these different backgrounds, and they're all learning together.
1: Have you ever had situations where in the process, of all this the volunteers end up learning the another language themselves or, or is that
0: Sometimes, there's certainly an element of cultural exchange, sure. I think. In the classrooms, you know, the students are learning a lot about American culture. Right. They're learning a lot about Northern Virginia and just right. the pace of life and, the, you know, what we value in this area. Um, but I think they're also sharing things about their own culture. Um, and we encourage, you know, that kind of sharing in our classrooms. I think that's also really interesting for volunteers to learn. Yeah. Um, and they may pick up some words or phrases or idioms along sure. the way, too.
1: Tell us about about why you enjoy working with RSVP volunteers.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I think the just the staff of RSVP is always really kind and welcoming, so we love partnering with RSVP. Um, but we we have a number of RSVP volunteers who work in our classroom program, who work in our office, and they're always just really faithful, committed volunteers. They're really pleasant to be around. They're really fun to work with. Um, but I think you know RSVP and LCNV value a lot of the same things. I think RSVP and LCNV really see that all of have something that we can share with other people, whether that's time or talent or energy or knowledge. Um, So for the RSVP volunteers who have a lot of experience that they can share with people, a lot of knowledge that they can share with our learners, I think that's wonderful. And LCNB recognizes that a lot of our students have, similarly, a lot of skills and knowledge that they can share but because of limited English skills, it's difficult for them to share that. So okay. I think we both really value that, you know, all of us have something that we can share with other people.
1: Just to, 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 to stress one other issue, why are senior volunteers or, or experienced volunteers uh, in general um, good to work with? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, senior volunteers who have just the experience mm-hmm. um, of, that they can share with our learners, um, they often have the time that they can that they could share with other people. Um, I think it's great if volunteers can kind of make a regular commitment and really commit to a full semester. So they're coming, you know, two to three times a week for two hours to work with our learners. Um, and so I think they just also have a an appreciation for challenges of life, you know, mm-hmm. having lived some life um, and you know gone through various stages of life can sort of appreciate, you know, where each one of our students might be in their, you know, lifespan. Um, So I think that's just a valuable perspective that they share. So we have an orientation for new volunteers. We call it LCNV 101. It's really an introduction to all of our programs and our volunteer opportunities. So the next LCNV 101 is coming up on Saturday, March 2nd at 10 a.m. at the James Lee Community Center. So if anyone is interested in coming to that, I would encourage them to just send me an email. My email is volunteers at lcnv.org or for more information they can check out our website which is www.lcnv.org
1: Could you read that website one more sure. time so w-
0: it? Sure no So our website is www.lcnv.org
1: Excellent and is our phone number that is our phone number
0: Yes the best number is 703 237 0866
1: Amy, thanks again for being here. We really appreciate your, your coming over to Fairfax and, and visiting us. And uh, we appreciate everything you all do. You, your, your organization makes a tremendous difference in our community, and we're really thrilled to, to partner with the, the Literary Council of Northern Virginia. And if you want more information on any of our programs, or if, uh, if we went through some of this information too quickly, uh, please visit our website, uh, www.rsvpnova.org, or call Carly on the RSVP hotline at 703-403-5360, and we'll be glad to give you more information about the Literacy Council and all the other great folks that we work with. This is Rob Payne on behalf of Carly Hubicki and the entire RSVP Northern Virginia team. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us next week on another RSVP Northern Virginia podcast.